Welcome back to the Average to Savage Show with Scaletti, a podcast that will help you overcome your limiting beliefs, setbacks, and fears to create the life you were destined to live. Welcome back. I am going to try to get through this story. This is the most difficult story I've ever told on this podcast, period. I've I've not shared this story publicly at all. My family hasn't shared it a ton other than with close friends and family. I'm going to dive right in. Father's Day this year. So when was that? June of this year, 2023. My mom, dad, brother, and his wife and I all were out to dinner. And my dad, at the end of the meal, he was finishing up eating a piece of steak. Oh, this is going to be hard to get through. He's chewing on the piece of steak. And all of a sudden, he starts to struggle. And you know how you can tell if somebody is just struggling and it's going to be fine. You know, they got a piece stuck in their throat. It's a small piece, whatever. They use water and it's gone. It did not look like that kind of struggle. It looked like panic mode was, oh, was starting to set in really quickly. I was sitting to his right and I looked over and just saw the look in his eye of something is wrong. There is a big chunk of steak in my throat. Gave him some water. He tried to drink the water. It wasn't staying down. It was like coughing up the water. And I just went into Heimlich mode and I should probably know how to do this better than I did, but I did my best and we got a little piece of the steak came up. And as this is all happening, I mean, the commotion is happening in the restaurant. Other people are noticing what's going on. A small piece of steak came up and in my head, I started to almost celebrate a little bit. I got a little excited, but that wasn't it. Still, you know, trying to get him, give him the Heimlich. I think, I don't know if my brother or somebody else had come over at this point and like trying to get their finger down his throat to see if we can clear the airway. Okay, this is going to be harder to tell than I thought it was originally going to be. And I'm holding my father as I'm giving him the Heimlich and he goes limp. And basically... I, I let him go to the floor, slowly bring him to the floor. And now there's a, a few other men that are getting involved that are helping with the Heimlich and trying to get him, get him to choke this piece of steak up, get him to start breathing again. And a few minutes in, and this was, this was when it really started to get, I mean, the whole thing was scary, but it really, really started it hit home. My father's lips started turning bluish purple. His face started turning bluish purple. His hands started turning purple and his feet. He had sandals on. You could see his feet turning that color. I had never seen this happen before. I don't know enough about trauma and situations like this and choking to know exactly what happens 
But my dad at this point, as he's laying, he's sitting up, we have him sitting up as different people are slowly, not slowly, quickly attempting to give him the Heimlich and just doing whatever we can. I mean, he's like a rag doll at this point as we're trying to just do whatever we can to get this freaking piece of steak the heck out of his airway and clear the airway. And he basically stops breathing. I'm kneeling down right next to him as somebody's working on him. I have his left hand in my hand. I think my brother had his right hand in his hand. And I looked over, I mean, I'm looking at my father and he's not breathing. And I'm just thinking, this is it. I, I mean, one of the toughest things was looking over at my mom and my brother's wife, Monica, and it, you could just tell they thought the same thing. And I was saying like, come on, dad, like, uh, it's father's day like come on like you can get this thing up like keep breathing you can do this you can well, i'm talking like motivational speaking to him as was a couple of the other people that were around like come on you know you can cough this thing up keep going keep fighting obviously i should have said 911 was called long before this as soon as he went to the ground 911 was called a minute or two into this ordeal it was very quickly and he's just not breathing. And I want to say it lasted three to five minutes of nothing. And it felt like three to five days. I think one of the things that hit me in this moment and now looking back at it is I basically got a chance to live my life believing that my father was gone for five minutes and just thinking about that i mean it was it was one of the most horrible experiences ever at the same time i got to witness a flat-out miracle we're all thinking everybody in the restaurant is all thinking the same thing it's over this man has moved on to the next life, whatever you believe in. I believe he will be shot straight to heaven quicker than anyone maybe ever has due to, I mean, my dad has been my idol. He has been somebody I've looked up to since day one. I believe he lived and is still living his life in a beautiful way puts family first, was always an incredible businessman. I learned from him in the business world in a big way. He always gave me, and I wish I would have listened to more of them when I was growing up in, in grade school and high school, but he would always give me these little speeches, certain things like be a sponge when you're in class. And he used to always tell me, Matthew, you have to be in class anyways you might as well pay attention. You might as well get something out of it. You have to be there. You might as well learn something. And in any room, that's great advice. You have to be there. And if you don't if you don't have to be there, you don't want to be there, then leave. But if you're going to commit to a situation, to a class, to a social event, to a networking event, be in the room. You, you're there. You might as well 
be in the room. And he was also the greatest basketball coach, coach in general. He coached me in baseball as well. But he was the greatest basketball coach I've ever had. And I don't just say that because he's my father. I mean, I do. But I have high school buddies who he coached in way back in the day. I mean, we're talking fourth, fifth grade that still talk about those being their greatest sports years and him being the best coach and giving quotes that he would give them back in the day. I mean, this is 25 years ago. And I think I'm in these five minutes of when I think my dad had died. I'm thinking about all of this. I'm thinking about all the people he's impacted. I'm thinking about just, and I'm thinking selfishly, is there anything I wish I would have said? And uh, this is where the miracle happens. I mean, I'm holding my dad believing he's gone. I don't know what happened. I mean, the only way I can explain it is God. But all of a sudden, he coughs. And I, my eyes, if you're watching this on video, you see him. I, I'm like, oh, oh my God. He, he's. I think I said it at, in the moment. I'm like, he's alive. Like, he's alive. Let's keep, let's keep working. Let's keep working. And then I'm talking again to my dad. Dad, come on. You're doing great. Like, you're coughing. That's great. Come on. Like, just stay with us. The, the paramedics, the ambulance is almost here. Come on. You're doing great. They're going to help you out. Keep trying. Keep getting that piece of steak up. Keep... We're here for you. We got you. You're doing great. Come on, Pops. Come on. And I don't know if he heard us. It's just my nature, maybe, and who I am of encouraging somebody, no matter how bad or desperate the situation looks. And this miracle happened. And he got rushed to the nearest hospital. It was about 20 minutes away. My brother, my wife, and I drove behind the ambulance, still not knowing what the outcome was going to be. And the long story short is he's alive and well today, and it's shocking. I mean, we call him Pops 2.0 because it's like a new lease on life. And I think the takeaways that I could share are there's so many. I think one of them to share with you all is just doesn't have to be your father. It could be your mom. It could be your spouse. It could be your kids. Live with urgency with them. Just imagine this. Imagine treating every encounter with a loved one or friend or somebody you really care about, like it was the last one. I mean, I, I watched my dad die that day and then come back to life. That's absolutely what the sequence of events seemed to be. I have not been able to, every time the phone rings and it's my dad, anytime I go see my father in person, I think about it every single time and in the, to me, in the best way, it's like every moment that I get with my father now is absolutely bonus time. Every time I get to hear him laugh, that's an extra laugh. I didn't think I was going to get anytime he shares a story about his college days or partying or his fraternity days. I mean, 
I'm locked in like I've never been locked in before. Every single second that he speaks anything, serious, funny, storytelling, sad, I'm locked in because it's bonus time. And what if we acted like every time you're with somebody that you love is bonus time? Because it is, right? It's all bonus time. We are all on bonus time. We are all, it's insane that we're alive right this very moment. It's crazy. The odds of us being a human being alive in this very moment are like a bazillion to one. But guess what? If you're listening to this, then you're alive. I got news for you. You're absolutely alive and kicking and you're just getting started. And you can absolutely use this story. And you've heard me talk about this last one mentality story. And I can share that again in a future podcast. I share it on social media a lot. But what if you treated every encounter with a loved one or family member like it was the last one? I would almost guarantee there's going to be less fighting. There's going to be less tension. There's going to be more love. Because guess what? And now I've learned this and I've seen this. Any moment could be the last one. Why not treat it like that? And then when it does happen, because it's going to happen to all of us, there's no regrets. There's no, I wish I would have said, I love you to my father one more time. There's no, I wish I would have apologized for this that happened three years ago. There's no guilt. There's no regret because you maxed out that relationship as best as you possibly could. And I'm not saying that every relationship with a family member is going to be great. Clearly, that's not the case. I've had people tell me that their family is crazy. Whose family's not crazy to some extent? They all are. We all are. But whoever those that one, two, three, four people are in your close friend circle or family circle, make sure if there's something you want to share with them, that you share it with them. Because we never know. We absolutely never know. And this story, it took me a while to even share it because clearly this is the most emotional, traumatic story I've ever witnessed in my life. And I wanted to make sure I shared it when I when I was ready and my dad was okay with me sharing it, which he is. And I just appreciate you all listening to this or watching this. I'm going to keep thinking about it. And it was just a life-changing, life-changing day. Father's Day 2023 will be one that I will never forget. Our family will never forget. And I'm blessed that every moment I get with my father or my mother or any family member or friend or loved one is bonus time. I hope you feel the same. I hope you got something out of this episode. I'm sorry, it was a little more on the serious side, but it's a story that I think needs to be shared. I love you all. I wish you all the best week, and we will see you next week, right same time, same channel. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment if you enjoyed the show. To follow on social media, at Matt Scaletti on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and LinkedIn. Feel free to shoot me a message, reach out. I'd love to hear feedback and wishing you an amazing rest of your week.